Welcome to Grace River Church, located in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Our mission is to see every generation experience the transforming power of God in every area of their lives. We hope you enjoy today's message. Thank you so much. There's so much going on. I need you to be very intentional about tracking it and just Please take some time after church, not only to fellowship one with another, but to, to touch base and just meet some new people in the cafe afterward, sign up for a group, um, get to know someone. A lot of powerful ministry going on. I'm so, I'm so excited for the youth and what God is doing in their lives. Amen? <clears throat> I'm going to jump right into this this morning. Some of you are already nervous, I can tell. It's 1049, and you're already thinking, oh my. Will he go as long as he goes, typically? I, I promise I'm not gonna I'm gonna try not to. So anyway, <clears throat> 2020 vision for the rest of your life was really launched out of the series on Nehemiah. We started back in the summer on or actually September on a series of Nehemiah, and in the first chapter of Nehemiah, his friends and brethren come back to him with terrible news that the walls were still broken and the gates were burned and had not been rebuilt and this devastated him because he knew what it meant for them spiritually through that study though I've, I've come to see in the congregation and I'm talking to you as a shepherd I've come to see in our congregation that there's a lot of broken down walls and that's, that's normal <clears throat> we live in a culture that people are trying to find out how to rebuild things but as we've approached 2020 it's, it's God's vision for the rest of our life, but we also understand that just jumping up and building what we think we need for the rest of our lives, listen, that doesn't work. You can come up with your own plans. Many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is God's plans that prevail. And so 2020 vision for the rest of your life needs to be built out of prayer. And so we've been spending this month fasting and praying and Many of you have been just sharing reports of what that has been like for you, and I'm, I'm so proud of you. And I pray that God is speaking to you, even if it's making you a little bit nervous. How many, you don't have to raise your hands, but how many God is speaking to you, but it's not what you thought? He's wanting to chisel some things away that you thought were okay. He's wanting to work in some areas that you had no intention of letting him work. So this 2020 vision for the rest of your life has to be built on prayer. We talked about the purpose of prayer. Pastor Corey shared on the necessity of fasting. Last week we talked about those initial steps that we take in prayer as we go to our Father. And I, I told you, and go ahead and put that scripture up, because I, I want us to do that again today, because I know many of you may have this memorized. That's quite all right. But those who do not, we're going to do this together, because I want us by the end of this series to just have this pattern not just to have it memorized for the sake of memorization but to have it because it's a pattern and we'll talk more about that today but let's just say this together and I want you to say it again like you just don't care who hears say it I want everybody to speak it out loud is that okay it's not not I know it's a reverent place when we have church but when you're excited it's okay ready Let, let's say this ready our father which art in heaven thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven
Sounds good. See, that was a quiz. You just didn't know it. We wanted to quiz you. And I want you to continue to do that because there will be more quizzes, obviously, along the way. So here, let's talk about this for a few minutes. Because last week we talked about our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, set apart, sanctified. Is your name sanctified from what? Anything that is evil. He's a good father. That's why there will never be anything evil that happens to you that he caused. He, he will not tempt you. He will not cause you to fall. But he's the one we call father when we need him. And he said he wants us to do that. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Here's what I want us to focus on today. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, now what does this mean? <clears throat> We've mentioned it several times today, already in song, and uh, several of the youth mentioned this. Uh, Pastor Josh referenced it in prayer. It's amazing how many times God asks us and tells us in his word to ask. Ask me. And we, we sometimes can make ourselves a little hesitant to ask because we make ourselves feel selfish or, or we don't think we're, we're such a blessed society we don't think we need God. But let me just read you a few scriptures. In Matthew 6, um, well, I'll get back to Matthew 6 in just a moment. In, in John chapter 14, verses 13 through 14, and it says, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, I, I, I'm, I promised myself, and I even prayed about this this morning. Don't preach on every one of these. But I've got to just reemphasize what's happening here. Jesus is saying, whatever you ask, I'll give it to you. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 15, 7. And these verses come now. John chapter 13 is when Jesus is meeting with the disciples. The Last Supper is taking place. So chapters 14, 15, and 16, Jesus is doing quite a bit of teaching, trying to get the disciples to understand, here's what's getting ready to happen. Because by the time we get to chapter 17, he is now in the garden, moving toward the cross. So in chapters 14, 15, and 16, in chapter 15, he says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done. Is that messing anybody up? <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know what happened. Ask for me to be able to speak, seriously. <clears throat> Seriously. <clears throat> he says, I want you to ask. John 16 says this. In that day, I'm very serious. I need help right now. I got water. I need prayer. So just do it silently, but keep it coming. <clears throat> he said, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Now, he's talking to the disciples. 
And I want you to hear clearly what he's saying. I need you to hear this this morning because this will change your prayer life. He says, Jesus is telling the disciples, there's coming a time you won't ask me, but you'll ask the Father in my name. He simply says this. He says, I, you will ask me nothing, but most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive it, that your joy may be full. He wants us to ask. <clears throat> he goes on in Matthew 6 very quickly. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. But he does not go on to say, so don't bother. He says, ask. John, in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11, <clears throat> he says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will open for you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. Or what man is there among you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a stone, gives him a fish? Will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? <clears throat> now, quickly. <clears throat> How could Jesus so audaciously proclaim, ask anything and I'll give it to you? Ask anything. and I, I mean, listen, even as a, a child being raised in the church, I would read that and I was like, whoa, that's going to make people think they can ask anything. And I know us people. But can I tell you that the part of the prayer we're talking about today is there for a reason? <clears throat> See, the, Lord prayer, the Lord's Prayer is, is a great deal like the Ten Commandments, if you will. It's, it's meant to be for us to understand, but it's set up as a pattern, not so much a, a, um, a potion. The Lord's Prayer is not a magical incantation. It's for you to understand it's set up in a way to get your heart focused in the right direction. Uh, the Lord's Prayer is set up by praise, a lot of asking, petition and praise and see even for me to say that <clears throat> to some of you this morning you're feeling a little bit oh man that that doesn't don't I do have to do something to earn God to hear my voice don't I have to do something to to deserve God answering my prayer or, or maybe <clears throat> some of us as Christians we've been raised and we've seen the culture around us misuse this so much that we know people pray for the wrong reasons and God's just a candy store, and they just run to him to get whatever they need. Because after all, they've heard, ask whatever you want. But see, here's, here's where this part of the prayer is so powerful. Because the reason you can ask whatever you want, Jesus says, Here, here's the way you need to pray it. Our Father, who art in heaven, and you're a good Father. I'm your child. Hallowed be thy name. You're set apart from everything evil. You are a great and mighty God. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You see, when you run your prayers through that filter, there's something about running your prayers through that filter that says this. It's not my will. There's something about running your prayers through this that says, I'm not just praying for what I want. I'm not just praying for what I think I need. I'm not just praying for my advancement. I'm not just praying. Because see, if, 
and don't raise your hands a lot this morning, but the reality is we pray very selfish prayers. We just pray for, pray for our betterment. That's why last week we talked about the fact that it's our Father. It's not about you personally getting everything you want. It's about the kingdom of God now coming to this earth and Jesus Christ changing lives. It's his kingdom. That's why he tells us in 1 John chapter 5, now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, thine is the kingdom, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I can ask him anything according to his will, and he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have the petitions or the ask that we have asked of him. We'll have it. You'll have it. You'll have it. Whatever you need to move the kingdom forward, you'll have it. What, when, you're, when you're staying in the word of God, when you're staying in relationship with God, when your prayers start off focused on God, you'll have a tendency to be moving in that direction. When your prayers start off talking about you, you have a tendency to move in that direction. Amen. It's tight, but it's right. We have a, a great tendency, <clears throat> all of us have from time to time. Excuse me this morning. Maybe this is God making sure I'm done in 30 minutes. Some of you are praying wrongly right now, I'm telling you. <clears throat> here's, um, I'm getting better, I feel it. Here, here's what happens when we pray selfish prayers. Nobody else is getting blessed but you. Everybody else is changing but you. Lord, <clears throat> I want a better, better marriage, God, changer. God, I want a better marriage, changing, Father. Kill him if you need to, Jesus. Whatever it takes, Lord, thy will be done. Right? But, but it's, rare, it's rare that we start praying saying, God, change me. Now we can sing, change my heart, oh God. Please don't start today. Because see, you'll leave here today. I'm praying that you leave here today very challenged to decide what kingdom you're going to live in. Yours or his. See, we have the propensity to be able to build our own kingdom. It's my kingdom. For a long time when I was younger, <clears throat> I used to sing a lot. And I loved um, seeing a lot of Frank Sinatra, that kind of stuff. And I noticed one day I was at my mother-in-law's down in Miami and, you know, you just don't know how loud you're singing sometimes until you walk outside and there's people walking around the house going, what's going on in there? But there was one song that I had sang for so long that the Lord finally convicted me about it and that was, I did it my way. Look back at life and I did it my way. Well, see, most of us can sing that song and, and understand. And now here's, here's the challenge for us. It's not that you're not gifted enough. Some of us are incredibly gifted. You can go a long way. You can do a lot of things on your own. You can make a lot of progress. But here's the, here's the hardcore reality. You're in his kingdom or your kingdom. 
And when the reason we pray this prayer it's not about a magical incantation of getting those right sentences together as much as it is making sure you understand the pattern. You're starting off with God, our Father, who is in heaven. Hallowed and holy is his name. It's his kingdom that has come. And it's his will that should be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, pastor, doesn't he love us? Yes, that's why he sent his only begotten son. He is not responsible for your kingdom. He did not send his son Jesus Christ to die for your kingdom. Now, if that messes you up, just please listen. I'm not trying to lecture. I'm telling you, some of us pray, Lord, I've got a dream, fulfill it. Lord, I've got a plan, bless it. Lord, I've got, I've got an agenda, please bless it. Lord, we've made some decisions, please bless it. You are asking God to bless your kingdom. Am I making sense? And you can ask God to bless your kingdom all day long, but he's not going to bless your kingdom. Because it's his kingdom that has come. And it's his will that will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Well, pastor, <clears throat> you're sort of messing me up this morning. That's sort of the point. It's not to mess you up. The Bible says that we should be wakened up. Those of us that are asleep need to be awakened to what God is doing. You know why a lot of us are struggling? And we wonder why sometimes God hasn't answered our prayer? And, and this is pretty strong because, but I'm just going by the word of God. If we can live in such a kingdom that says, whatever you ask, it'll be done. Well then, pastor, why, why didn't God raise that person up? He already has. You see, when, when we talk about the kingdom of God, uh, that's really the first major point. His kingdom has come. When we talk about God in, in this part of the prayer, we want to be able to ask, and I can't push that enough. Ask, 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 ask. But ask from his kingdom perspective. Which means you've got to get in his kingdom. Because you can get what you want, but it will not be what you think it is. And it's like they shared from the small groups this morning <clears throat> which it looks like I want to be in a lot of small groups but the grace groups they, they shared if you keep doing what you've always done you're always going to get what you've always gotten and we fall into a trap of praying for God to change things but we don't we're praying from our kingdom wanting God to bless us in our kingdom I'm, I'm trying so bad not to use a really bad analogy this morning, but I've got one that's been bugging me all week, so here it goes. <laughs> it would be like you and I <clears throat> walking into McDonald's, and Jesus has promised you, I promise you, you can get a Big Mac every day. You can get McDonald's cheeseburgers every day, McDonald's milkshakes. If you ask, you will get it whatsoever on that menu you ask and it will be given unto you and here we go walking into McDonald's saying um could I have a Hardee's cheese I don't see a Hardee's here well you're not in Hardee's sweetheart you're in the wrong kingdom but I don't I don't want to have to be here I just want to be blessed from here 
well, you need to move in here. You need to get in the right kingdom. You're wanting, to, you're wanting God to bless something he never promised to bless. But we have a wonderful tendency to put God in the box we want God to be in. So we box Hardee's like it looks like McDonald's. This is good. We box Hardee's like it looks, it's a bad analogy, but the principle. We, we try to make our Hardee's look like McDonald's. And we're saying, God, I'm trying my best, Lord. And he's, all he's lovingly saying is, you're killing yourself in the wrong kingdom. Don't blame it on me. Don't blame it on people. This is you. You have a choice. Get in the right kingdom, and whatever you ask will happen. Now, that doesn't fly well in our culture. We live in a post-truth culture that many years ago we started deciding, you know, you believe like you want to believe, and we'll believe like we want to believe, just as long as we don't hurt each other's feelings. Post-truth says, believe what you believe, I just don't want to hear about it if it doesn't agree with how I believe. So we live in a culture that little by little, if you've noticed, proclaiming anything about Jesus has to be a very private matter. I talked about this some last week. It's got to be a very private matter. Um, Jesus is making a bold statement. Ask anything. Ask anything. But the reason it will be answered is because you're asking it from the right kingdom perspective. Now, why, why do I say his kingdom has come? Listen to the word of God. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 6 says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Matthew 4, 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. But if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you or among you. You see, the reason the kingdom of God was at hand or had come upon them or was in present mode there is because the king was there. You see, Jesus Christ is the king. So when Jesus shows up, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's because the king just showed up. And you know, it was funny. While we were singing and praising a few moments ago, it just hit me in a powerful way on that last song. You know, Satan has no chance when you can't kill the king. Now think about that for a second. Think about the fact that he already thought he killed him once, but the problem is there was a resurrection. And when you understand that the kingdom you are a part of is a kingdom that the king cannot be killed and will last forever, now, now you're walking on ground that has more authority than you think it does. This will change the way you pray if you let it. I'm praying for God to put some boldness in some of you. But here's the, here's the first step of boldness it's going to take. Not to ask for bigger prayers, it's to get in the right kingdom. You cannot, you can pray big and bold prayers, but if you're still standing in your kingdom, you're wasting oxygen. I wonder what, what it would be like if, you see, so many of us, I, I know the older I get, uh, when I was younger, I wanted to be somebody. 
was mentioned already this morning. There's, there's times in, in the Sunday school class this morning, or the nine class upstairs, it, there's, just, there's times in your life where you're up and down and up and down. And, and after a while, you look back at life and you realize, this is a roller coaster. I thought, I thought man, when you're following Jesus, well, when I look back at my life, though, I, I see the highs, and that's, I'm following Jesus, but Jesus didn't make the roller coaster. I did. It's when I started following myself and I started following my dreams and I started following my plans because I've got to be somebody. I've got I've to feel the right things. I, gotta, I, I deserve that. You know what my biggest challenge has always been? I deserve this. I deserve this. Now, for a lot of people, depending on your personality, um, that's not your flavor. You know, you got other issues. But all God's children got issues. See, I, I can convince myself I deserve something. Because after all, I suffer. I suffer for Jesus. Nobody knows. I just go through all this stuff all the time. I deserve, and nobody will ever know except the Lord. And then I'm crying out to him, Lord, I, I need to feel your touch. You're in the wrong kingdom. We talked about this last week. There's a spiritual warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but there are principalities. There, there's a dominion that you can't see that is at war for the life of your spiritual body. And you're trying to fight it on your own, and you can't. But it's amazing what can happen when you call on the name of Jesus and you surrender and you enter into a kingdom that has no end. And you remind yourself when you pray, this isn't about if you're perfect, this is about if you're saved. You see, because when, when the king comes in, listen, here's, here's a couple more scriptures. And I, I just want to just get this picture because I have, is that clock right? Lord, Lord please help me. <clears throat> See, if the king is there, it's his kingdom. And I just want to, this is not rocket science, but kingdom, that word dumb, is from dominion. The king has dominion. Of what? Of you. L listen to what the word says. And there are several ways to, to view this passage, but I want to read it to you. Luke chapter 17 he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, and he answered and said to them, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Nor will they say, See it here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, now please, I, I want to be very transparent about this because theolo uh, theologians will differ here because they're not suggesting that the kingdom of God is necessarily in you and that's it. Um, they're saying the kingdom of God, once again, in translation, and when you really do the word study there, is another translation of among you. But what, what is he trying to say there? Well, where does the Spirit of God live? Within you. Paul tells us that know you not, that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that you are not your own. Why? Because you have been dominated by a king you have surrendered your life and your will to a king that doesn't sound very westernized for us because we want to have a kingdom but we want to be the king 
Our greatest struggle, listen, is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities that constantly keep telling us, you deserve to be the king. You deserve to have control. You deserve better than this. Why, Why would you want to be a humble servant? Why would you want to be just walking, and nobody's ever going to know your name? The older I get, if just, if thousands of people could know Jesus, I don't even care if they know my name. But we work so hard for people to know us in the name of trying to point them to him. Can you see why a lot of people think the church is a joke? Because too many people are just trying to build little kingdoms rather than coming together and humbling themselves before the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. That's why the word of God tells us that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. What does that mean? Get into the right kingdom. Then will I hear hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their lands. Now, and and I know some are sitting here and and possibly wrestling with the fact that I, I I know about the kingdom thing. I've given my heart to the Lord, but what are you talking about? His will be done. The kingdom of God is an ongoing process. That word there, thy kingdom come, and I'm not trying to bring in a lot of Greek this morning, but thy kingdom come is is a present passive, meaning it means thy kingdom has come, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, but it's a continual work because he's not come back to establish his kingdom. Meaning, we read about this in Revelations, I will create a new heaven and a new earth. Behold, all things have become new. So there's, there's coming a day when we will physically see the king. But his kingdom has already come. It's, it's a, an expression that we hear sometimes in theology of now, but not yet. You experience the kingdom of God now because the king has come, but you've not yet experienced all that God has for you. We just have taste of it. But can I tell you that we can walk in power and authority because when Jesus says, whatever you ask, but I've got to make sure I'm constantly, when I pray, I'm telling you, this has transformed my prayer life. I used to just pray for the mundanes. And, and we've not even, you know, next week we, we keep talking about asking. We're going to talk about asking for several weeks here. Why? Because the whole prayer is about asking except for the beginning and the end. Praise, ask a lot, praise. Now, I'm not trying to make this your go-to prayer because we can ask a lot. This will be your go-to prayer because when you get focused on God, it's amazing how by the time we get to forgive us our debts, it sounds like a selfish prayer. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Lead us, not temptation. Forgive us. It's all about us. No, when you're in the kingdom, you're his child. It's all about the kingdom. God can't wait to answer your prayers to be glorified through the kingdom. But if our prayers are just to bless another kingdom, it's not how it works. Am I making any sense? So let, let's just, number three, very quickly here. His will be done. Number two, will be done. Where do wars, James 4, where do wars and fights come from among you? 
Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. Now he's talking to the church. He's talking to Christians. You want things, but things just don't ever satisfy. It's like, you don't have to confess to any of this, please, but have you, did, did you ever have some of those moments when you were fasting and you just had what we know as a Snickers moment? You're fasting, and, and Isaiah talks about it. How can you call this a fast, but all you do is fight with each other? They're, they're all in Snickers mode. Because they get hungry, they forget why they're doing what they're doing, and it just turns into an exercise, and everybody's grouchy. He, he says here, you wonder why you're always grouchy, but nothing ever happens. Life doesn't add up. You go through relationship, the relationship. Lord, bless my next relationship, and you're living with the one you're with now. Now, it's tight, but listen, I love you. It's right. You can't live any way you want to live and expect God to bless it. You can't, you can't just keep doing what you... Lord, I promise I'm going to stop robbing banks as soon as, that, as soon as we pay off the house, Lord. So, Lord, if you'll just bless I, that next bank, if it's a big one, Lord and I can pay off the house. God's our lottery ticket. Hello? Anybody ready? You're praying again right now. Lord, help him to stop right now. Take his voice. You, you cannot keep living in your kingdom and want his will to be done. You cannot keep living like you want to live. How do I live a surrendered life? The, the New Testament. Dr. Bucci shared it this morning. You get in the Word, it's not hard. Word of God's not hard to understand. The reason we don't like the Word of God is we completely understand. And we don't want to change the things that make total sense. Do you think, do you think the Lord would be all right with if you even have to ask that question? You already know. But I've been praying, and I, I really feel, there you go. Listen, um, it's not about feelings. Now, please listen to my heart. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm preaching with all of us at the foot of the cross. I'm not preaching from a, a pinnacle or down at you when I say this. We base too much of our faith in Christ on feelings. And when you base your relationship with Christ on feelings, then when Jesus says, pick up a cross, we're offended. And now every time we're walking out the word of God is an offense to us, rather than understanding we're doing this out of obedience because our Savior died for us, and I'm a part of a kingdom that's bigger than myself. And if I'm a part of this kingdom that you can't kill the king, I'm following him. Because if he rose from the dead, he's promised that I'll raise from the dead. And he's sitting here telling us through his word that anything I ask will be done. I'm following him. John, pick up a cross. Yes, sir. John, don't go there. Yes, sir. Well, now we're just following a bunch of rules. No, not when you understand there's a purpose behind it. The reason he doesn't want you to go there is not because he's a mean God. He's a good, good father. And you already know the last time you went there what happened. So why would you go there again? Why would you even do that? Right? 
Now let me wrap this up. I've got six minutes. It's this kingdom. It's his will. It's important that we follow after his will. He says, do you not know that friendship with God is, or this world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Now listen, I'm going to just say this and we're going to wrap it up. Ready? If you think you can keep living against God's word, you can change it all you want. But if the Holy Spirit is just inching at you to try to just touch your heart, the best way to know is to start your prayer with God. You are God and you are my Father. Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom. Your kingdom. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And then start asking. What does that mean? Point number three. In earth as it is in heaven. Here's what that means. Alignment. <clears throat> this last week, the gentleman that cuts our grass, and Emily, let's do this differently. If you'll just come. I was going to have the whole team come, but I know what time it is, and I want us to have some prayer here in a moment. Um, the gentleman that cuts our grass came in, and very jovial gentleman, wonderful man, said, I know I'm in trouble if he wants to come in the office and sit down. Because I'm a talker. I know some of you can't believe that, but I'm a talker, and he's a talker. And then when he shuts the door, I'm done. I'm done for the day. But he said, I've got to tell you something because, man, the last six months of my life has been miserable. I'm like, oh, man. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to tell me he's got this disease or something. But he said, back August, September, somewhere in there, I was working on some equipment with a longer pipe wrench and it slipped and it smashed my hand into a piece of metal and it really hurt my shoulder, I mean my elbow. He says, so I went to the doctors and, and got my hand all fixed up and he said, but man, my elbow was just killing me and I, I couldn't do anything with my elbow. They took x-rays, everything looked fine. And so then I'm thinking he's gonna ask me to pray for his elbow, that's okay, let's do this. But he said, but man, I, week after week, I would lay in bed at night and cry. I was in miserable pain. And this is a retired fireman. This is a man's man. He said, I would lay in bed and cry. And he said, I was afraid to take all the pain medication they were giving me. And then when I went back to the doctor and said, Doc, my arm's killing me. Then they reprimanded him like he was just trying to get more medicine. And he said, you don't get it. I'm in pain. I don't know what to do. Nothing's working. Nothing's happening. And so around December, now this has been going on for four months. Around December, his son comes to visit and he says, what are you doing? He said, I got a good friend of mine that's a chiropractor. You need to go see him. If these other doctors aren't doing anything for you, you need to go see him. And he said, chiropractors, oh my. So he went to his friend. And he checked his neck, and he said, man, no, neck's good. Oh, man, your back's good. He said, well, my, it's my elbow. My elbow's killing me. And he just looked at it, and he said, it's dislocated. 
And he said, what? He said, I've had two x-rays on this. He said, yeah, but you're a fireman. You should know this. It's so inflamed. They're just looking for cracks. They can't even see how dislocated. He, he, said, he said, sit still for just a minute. Now, you might feel, Psst. you know how chiropractors are. He said, I didn't even feel pain. All I felt was, praise the Lord. I've not, I've not been able to do this for, for four months. This is incredible. You know what that's called? Alignment. Are you ready? Some of you were so out of joint. The reason there's not a flow of the Spirit, there's not a flow of joy in your life, is, is you've gotten so used to things being out of alignment. You're wanting God to bless you from a broken position. And you don't want to change from that position. You want to stay right there and say, Lord, bless me. Rather than saying, Lord, I need an adjustment. Lord, I need, I need, I need right thinking. I can't keep thinking this way. I, I can't, I, I want God to answer my prayers, but I'm, I'm praying from crookedness. I'm praying from brokenness. I'm praying from a kingdom that I've built all by myself. But can I tell you the kind of God you serve? He will meet you right where you are. He'll meet you on your turf. He'll meet you right where you are. And he still says, I love you. He still says, come home. He still says, no matter where you are, I want to meet you. I want to strengthen you. Why? Because he really did send his son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sins. And it doesn't matter where you are. Now, pastor, are you saying that somehow I've got to be perfect from this day forward? No, I promise you, that's not what this is about. Because you will not be perfect from this day forward. The reality is, once again, it's very simple. Whose kingdom will you choose to be in today? Because see, when you leave here, you're going to be making decisions. Now, here's, here's the will part. Ready? I will pray. It's my choice. So far as I've prayed and fasted these last several weeks, it, I've never gotten out of bed one time and God said, you know what, I've got this today. You're going to want to pray and fast all day, John. I'm just going to bless you with that. No. That, he's never done that for me. I wish he would. I just would he would anoint me with the gift of always wanting to pray. If I can be honest with you, I have to fight to make time. I have to fight to make time. I'll come over here sometimes and get busy checking emails because you, know you know how important all those emails are. Are the incredible ministry of Facebook. You, you know how important that is, right? By the way, I don't do that as much as you think. Here's, here's the reality. I have to make time. Why? It's a choice. I have to make time to study the Word of God. I have to make time to get in the Word. Why? Because if I'm in the Word and I'm seeking God and I'm saying, let your will be done and I'm in the Word, now He's just feeding me with ideas from His Word. If you're not in the Word and you're saying, Lord, what's your will? Get in the Word. 
this is a start. Uh, what about what about trusting him? Tithes, offerings. I want to. I feel like I need to do what I want to do. It's your kingdom. Go ahead. It's your kingdom. Do what you want to do. But when it's his kingdom, what do you do? Let's stand. I want to. Um, I want to pray with you this morning. And I've gone over. I, I want to be very respectful, but we've had a powerful service today. And I know we've got some, some fellowship that we want to do in, this, in the cafe. <clears throat> but I want to pray with you. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you right now? What's the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart right now? Is he saying, no, you know what? Everything's fine with you. Everything's good. What's he saying? I want to challenge you to, to once again entertain the idea. The children, the youth said it like this, we rededicated. Um, maybe today for some of you it would be to reaffirm, I'm in the Lord's army. I'm in his kingdom. Lord, it is your kingdom. Lord, here's my life. Here's my family. Here's my circumstances. This is your domain. You are the king. I am no longer the king. You are the king. Maybe it's just reaffirming that. Maybe there's someone here, you've never really given him that title. But I, I want to encourage you. Jesus says, ask. Whatever you ask. Whatever you ask. Whatever you're seeking, you'll find it. Whatever you ask, it's going to happen. How? He is the Father, and it's His kingdom. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, as we prepare to dismiss today, we know we are not dismissed from Your presence. But Holy Spirit, I pray that lovingly, like only You can, that, that You would just continue to love us, Father, and continue to point us to the cross. Lord, there may be some in here that are are struggling with decisions. There may be some in here that are struggling with circumstances. And Lord, we all know we're, we're brothers and sisters. We walk with each other. We're not here to kick each other to the curb. But one thing for sure, Lord, if we're not on the same path, it's hard to walk together. And we're reminded that you're calling all of us to grow in you. And this being in the kingdom is a constant progress, Lord. We're constantly growing. Our hearts are constantly being pulled in two directions. We reaffirm today that it is your kingdom that has come. And it is your will that will be done. We choose that in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that, that we make those kind of choices this week. That it shows up in our lifestyle. That it shows up in our character. That it shows up in the fruit of our lives through your Holy Spirit. But Lord, for those that are just hurting and need prayer pray that they would come in just a moment and we want to pray with them i pray that you bless them in jesus name amen amen god bless you you are dismissed we love you so much if you are interested in the groups please we encourage you go check out the groups go to the cafe the leaders will be back there in a moment but if you need prayer we want to pray with you so please come forward for prayer 
Thank you for listening to today's message. If you want to hear more, you can find our entire archive on our website at graceriverva.com. Also, if this message has touched you in any way, we would love to connect with you. Do this by filling out a connection card at graceriverva.com connect. From all of us at Grace River Church, have a blessed day.